0: If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 107 of Podcasting for Coaches. I have unexpectedly taken a little bit of a break the past few weeks thanks to internet and reactions to second COVID shots for both my husband and I, but all is well. We are good, we're vaccinated and our internet is acting okay for the moment right now. Uh, So we are back and I am so excited to bring you this episode with Elsie Escobar. Elsie is somebody that I have known about for a while, as you'll hear in this interview. She is one of the co-hosts, creators, founders, not really sure what her official title is for it, for She Podcast, which you have heard me talk about on this podcast for a long time now, if you have been listening to multiple episodes of the show, I'm sure you've heard it come up once or twice. But if you haven't, she podcast, I think originally started as a podcast actually, and they started a Facebook group for it and that Facebook group has now grown to almost 20,000 members. And these are all women, those who identify as women or non-binary, together in one safe community to talk about all things podcasting. I have been a member of the She podcast community for several, several years. And am so involved in that community that when they opened it up for moderators last summer, I jumped at the chance because I wanted to help give back to a community that has given me so much over the years and helped me in my own podcasting journey. I've actually gotten several clients from the She Podcast group. That's not why I'm in there, but it just kind of inadvertently happens. As you know, as a coach or consultant, when you share your expertise, people want to learn more from you. So I have actually been helping to moderate that Facebook group for almost a year now at the time that I'm releasing this episode, but more to Elsie, who is not only a part of She Podcast, but she actually works at Libsyn, which is the hosting service that again, if you've listened to the show for any period of time, you know, is my favorite and the one that I recommend to all of my clients. And of course, obviously the one I use for my own shows. So, Elsie is a 10-year-plus veteran in the podcasting industry, and she's an inductee into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. She is Libsyn's community expert, and she runs the community via social media, and she is also one of the co-hosts and producers for The Feed, which is the official Libsyn podcast. She also co-founded She Podcasts with Jessica Kupferman, and not only has it gone beyond the podcast and the podcast community... But now they actually also have a woman centered podcasting conference, She Podcasts Live, and a membership community called the She Podcast Super Squad, which you will definitely hear about more in this episode. Her thing is driving dialogue in the podcasting industry, focusing on podcasts' impact on society, diversity, and culture, as well as their power to drive social change. So, the reason that Elsie is actually on this particular show, even though I could talk to her about a million different things, and we could honestly probably have a year's worth of content with just her on here as a guest, I wanted to bring her on specifically to talk about some changes at Libsyn. If you are a current Libsyn user, you likely will have heard of Libsyn 5, which is a new thing that they have rolled out very recently. And if you're wondering what the deal with Libsyn 5 is, this episode is going to break it down for you. So Elsie shares exactly what Libsyn 5 is, the difference between Libsyn as you've known it and this new Libsyn 5, why it's important to remember that Libsyn 5 is still technically in beta as of the time that I'm releasing this episode, and she and I actually kind of geek out a little bit over one really cool change they've made with how they display stats that's going to make it so, so, so much easier for you to be able to track the growth of your own show. And then we also get into Libsyn's recent acquisition of Glow.fm, which I think you're going to be intrigued by. We don't have a ton of information for it yet because this acquisition did just happen right when we recorded this, but I think you're going to like the idea of it. And we also, of course, dive into that She Podcast Super Squad. So this is a longer episode because like I said, I could talk to Elsie forever. So I'm going to wrap this up here and just go ahead and jump right into this interview. Elsie, I am so, so, so unbelievably excited to have you on the podcast. I have obviously been aware of you for years. (laughs) We are connected with each other through She Podcast, which I mention on this podcast all the time, the Facebook group anyways, and we'll get to that. But... The main reason that you have so generously offered to be on the show is because of Libsyn5. I have been recommending Libsyn as my preferred podcast hosting platform from day 1, not only of this podcast but of my business. It's what I have hosted all of my shows on, and I have experience with other platforms and working with clients and Libsyn is still my favorite for a variety of reasons that I've already talked about, but Let's talk about Libsyn 5. So for people who aren't really aware of it, maybe they host with Libsyn and they've heard the term or they're thinking about hosting with Libsyn and they're really confused. Like, wait, what's this Libsyn 5? Like, just kind of give us a brief overview of what it actually is.
1: Yeah, so it's the new iteration of Lipson, the platform, right? The new hosting platform that you have known for so many years since Lipson has been around since 2004. It's been a little <laughs> bit of, a, you know, a, a little bit of a long time now. I remember being with Lipson even when I think I started my account when it was Lipson 2. Crazy. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. So I've seen it kind of grow from what it was all the way to what Lipson 4 was. But there hasn't really been any update like those other larger updates for quite a while. So Libsyn 5 is essentially the new way that it looks. And I think most folks are now um, aware of how platforms change, right? So you get the new Twitter, you get the new Facebook, you know, Facebook groups change and functionality, the things move from different places. It's kind of like that. It is a completely new interface and Mm -hmm. it's accessible now to everyone all the folks that are already on Libsyn, and all the folks that are signing up for new accounts.
0: And is it, if you sign up for a new account, do you automatically start with Libsyn 5 or do you still start in Libsyn 4 and then you can toggle
1: between? When you open up a new account from now on, you're being onboarded directly into Libsyn 5. So yeah, there are two key differences here though both builds are in separate places, meaning that there is actually full access to both of them. Sometimes I'll go into both at the same time, like because it is a little bit of a beta, right? So it's not yes. completely finished. It's still being worked on. There are bits and pieces of the workflow that are have not been added. And so... There are things that I do in Libsyn 4, and then I switch over to Libsyn 5 for all the fancy right. stuff that I want. So I'm kind of toggling back and forth. Actually, I'm, that's the wrong term. It is not toggling back and forth. Right. It literally is a completely different place. So
0: yeah, you have to separately log in to Libsyn 5. Yes. Even though you're already logged into Libsyn 4. Yeah,
1: exactly. But it's your same URL, the same, not URL, the same user uh, name and password for both of those places. So you have access to both. As Libsyn for users, though, if you're going inside of your account and you're going in there and publishing episodes or doing whatever it is that you do in there, looking at your stats, mm-hmm. um, you can look at the top of the page and there's a little like, do you want to log into Libsyn 5? And you tap onto that little link up there and it, would, it will just take you to 5 and that would be F-I-V-E, the spelled out five.lipson.com. And you just put in your username and your password and you immediately get access. What's really cool though, It, it is has little guides in there. So as soon as you go in there, if you kind of don't know what to do, there's a little pop-up thing that comes up right. and it says like, why are you here? Is it because of this, <laughs> this or this, you know? And so it's <laughs> kind of neat that you immediately know kind of, okay, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go over here. Right. Yeah.
0: No, thank you so much for that walkthrough. I one thing I like that you brought up that I did want to point out is that this isn't—it's a new platform, basically. It's a new iteration of Lipson, mm-hmm. so it does look differently, but you can still do, or at least you will, once the full thing is yes. up running, the same thing. So, I mean, it's not like if you're not using Lipson Five yet, you're you're in deep trouble. And if you, yes, you know, I mean, there there's still this transition period, which I think is really nice because it's not just a hey, here's launch day and we've rolled out this whole new thing and you need to get used to it right now, even though you have a podcast episode going out tomorrow. (laughs) Right. It's a nice way to ease into this. But it is also important, like you mentioned, to know that it is still in beta. So it's not 100% every feature is there that's going to be there. It's not necessarily working 100% perfectly all the time. I mean, as with any beta, there are some, some things that need to be worked out. And I will say I have ran into something where I was using it and it was going great. And then all of a sudden, I kept getting an error page any time I tried logging into any account.
1: Hmm, And
0: it just so happened I needed to like clear out my cookies and all that stuff. And it's been working fine since then. But there are these little things that are happening. So for you listening, I kind of want you to be aware of that. You might run into a glitch or two, but just let the Libsyn team know because that's what this beta period is for. They want Mm -hmm. the feedback. So if there's something in there that isn't working quite the way you think it should or a feature that you want to see, should they reach out
1: to and Elsie and let them know that? Absolutely. There is a, an email address. It's actually feedback at Libsyn.com. That is not a support email. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a feedback email. So if there's something in there when you're going inside and you're walking around through the interface and maybe there's a specific functionality that you're looking for that is maybe not yet there that Libsyn 4 has, you can send that in there and essentially say, oh gosh, I wish, or where is the insert, whatever that thing is, right? Where's that thing? Is that coming? Because I really, really need it. And part of it is that the support team and the dev team are really taking those into considerations. I have been a little bit stunned by there was like one thing that was mentioned to me where I was looking for it and it's not there. And I was like, is this not there yet? And they, were, and they told me that nobody has asked for it. And I was a little bit shocked. And at the same time, I know that I think some people kind of want this. And it's something that's not really used very much. I think that you probably know about it, which is the for download only Oh,
0: yeah. I use that every single episode. That's how I send it to my people for them to review it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: To review (laughs) it. Right. So I would challenge you to possibly go inside of Libsyn 5 and see if you do all of the things and see if you can find that functionality for yourself. And if it's not there to speak up about it and explain how you use what you use. But anyway, those are little small little things that are wonderful about Libsyn. And if you don't see it, that's when you have to tell Feedback at libson.com. Hey, you know, I really use this and I wish that it was here. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's really good to know. So we'll definitely have that email address and, of course, any other links that we mentioned in the show in the show notes yes. on my website. So just go to podcastingforcoaches.com and you'll see this episode there. I'll mention it again during the outro for this episode. So my next question is why this update? Sort of a if it's not broke, why fix it? Um, yeah. What are the benefits of this new Libsyn 5 that people are going to see and why should they make the switch over and
1: start using it? You know, one of the things that is amazing is that there are a lot of folks that are just like that, where if it's not broke, why do we need to fix it, right? It's doing what it does. It's always done what it does. But a lot of the conversations out in the space, particularly in the podcasting space, as it's gotten so very famous now, because we're now in a famous industry, you and I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like getting so fancy. And there are a lot of new players that are coming into the scene that do look a lot nicer, right? A little more slick. A little flashier. More modern, yeah. Right? Yeah. It looks like they've spent a little bit of time putting themselves together a little bit. And then you have like the old school, like sturdy. <laughs> back there that's not quite as sexy anymore. And you're just like, well, we really love them. They're real sturdy, but I really like that fancy thing. And so part of it was that, is that we need to really, you know, take a look at ourselves and say, how can we be better? How can we compete in a market that's moving in this in this way? And knowing that it's not a reflection of the team that works there. They are a fantastic team. They're so incredibly powerful and supportive of each other. And they have such wonderful ideas. And it's really time to implement all of those things. And that's why they've been working so hard on all of these things. There mm-hmm. was also, uh, because of the way that Libsyn came into the scene, again, there really wasn't any infrastructure. Nobody had really ever done this when Lipson came right. in. It was literally one of like the first podcast hosting platform. So as the product started to be developed, you kind of put a little band-aid here and there, you know, you put this other yep. thing here, you you kind of cobble together solutions based upon the needs, and then things expanded. And so the way that it was built hindered our ability to continue to iterate with new tools that were now available easily. Right. It would have to be like, oh, gosh, you know, when you move into like a new home, the infrastructure is sort of, it's great because you already have the electrical set and you right. pick it and you know where the cabling is for the great Wi-Fi and all that stuff. <laughs> but if you move into kind of like a fixer or you have to deal with all of these things. And sometimes it's too costly to replace the entire electric. <laughs> right. Right. Let's just not move here. <laughs> right. And it was sort of like that. And in doing that now with this new infrastructure, It really allows the growth and the implementation of new functionality to be so much faster once the more full product is out to be able to implement new stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of of being faster, I will say the traditional, you know, Libsyn 4, what I've been using since I've been podcasting since like 20... 15, 16, mm-hmm. you have separate tabs where you have to like go through to do everything. You know, yeah. you upload the file on this tab and then you fill out all the information in this tab and then you upload the artwork yes. here and then you schedule it here. Like all of these different tabs you're separating through. Lips and 5 now, for those of you listening, it's all kind of in one little screen, which yeah. can make you a lot more efficient in doing your own show. So I think that that's been done very well in just kind of making it super easy for someone coming in who's not that familiar with podcasting, maybe they're just starting their show and it's
1: kind of like they have one screen to look at and they Mm -hmm. just know they need to fill in the boxes and they're good. (laughs) And you scroll down and there's more stuff and everything's just right there. But you're right. Like there's been so many times where I have forgotten that one thing. And usually it has to do with one of those, the Apple tags that they were separate yes. in a, another little thing. And <laughs> I, w- I put the thing in there and I published. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to put the title right. in there or I didn't put the <laughs> right episode number. I always had to go back. And that was for me just because I wanted to do things so fast. But I think having it in one page, then I can really just scroll up and down that one page and not having to think about just moving forward with it. And it's just made it so much easier. And now it also, I believe, doesn't provide the opportunity to ask more questions about what is this function? What is Apple tags thing? I can't tell you how many times
0: (laughs) people have come to me over the past, however long since it's not being used to be like, what do I put in the Apple summary box? And I'm like, Uh, don't, it says right there, you don't have to fill it out anymore. Like just just (laughs) ignore it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. It's so hard. And people are constantly like, but why? Right. But why don't you? But And it's just, listen, <laughs> it can be removed, but it was easier for us to just start working or continue working on Lipson 5 than remove that for whatever reasons. And right. at that time, you know, Apple now has officially said that they're no longer supporting that specific little right. area. Most people won't understand that it's an actual tag where it yeah. would pull information in. But it's not going to hurt or break anything. There's It really is is like not, it's nothing. It doesn't matter. It has no yep. meaning. But then your you're right.
0: The next question is, well, why is it there? If I'm not yeah. supposed to fill out, why is it there? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just don't fill it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think this is good. One of the other really interesting features that I know I am super excited about are... The more comprehensive stats and being able to break things down a different way. Now, anyone who listens to the show, you know, I am not a stats queen. I don't want you to focus on your specific numbers. I want you to focus on trends and see what you can learn from the data without like freaking out about, you know, is this enough downloads? But if you are interested, I think especially in sponsorships, Mm -hmm. this I think is going to be really interesting because you can now like segment the stats in a way that you can't do in Libsyn 4 that I'm aware of uh, without doing some like calculations and stuff. Yeah. But you've made it so easy. So do you mind talking about how the stats are changing a little bit in Libsyn 5?
1: Yeah. So just whenever we say stats are changing, folks, don't get freaked out. The actual delivery or the statistics or the data is the same, but the way that it's put out or the way that you can see it designed, if you will, or formatted on the page is a little bit different. And so we've provided, or the team has provided thinking about how, what best would benefit those that are doing exactly what you're talking about, which is maybe working with sponsorships or maybe working with, you know, maybe you wanted to chart your own growth and seeing if from month to month, your episodes are in fact, getting more of what we perceive to be audience. And so they're broken into seven, you know, seven days, 30 days, and 90 days. And you can see that as a show, like show totals. And you can also see that in episode totals, which is amazing. And it's so easy. And one of them, the, it's <laughs> like, I'm, I always like doing my very best to try and figure out how to do it. And, I was going, where is it that you go to find the seven thirty and 90? And then I just scroll down and it's broken down right (laughs) in my face. Yeah. When I
0: saw that for the first time, I think my jaw literally dropped (laughs) because like in the past for my clients, I've put together like monthly stats reports where I've, you know, and I had to sit and like calculate all this stuff out. And I'm like, you mean to tell me? It's just right there. <laughs> I
1: know. That's exactly what I did. I was, I'm in the middle of doing my own reporting, like mm-hmm. Q1 reporting for Libsyn, right? Yeah. And we have a podcast. And so I wanted to get all the data that we could from our podcast. Right. And I started to do, and I, so I started to behave in the way that I behave in Libsyn 4. So I went yeah. in there and I started to like set the dates and I, I was trying to figure out like how easily I can figure this out. And then I just realized, I'm like, oh no, you, oh, I just have to scroll down. It's already yeah. there.
0: Right. It's Yeah, I think it's amazing. And again, I so preach on this show so much to not get bogged down in your specific numbers. But I do think it is fantastic to really figure out if the show is growing organically. Mm-hmm. Because if it is, yes. you should see some some fairly consistent growth, mm-hmm. you know, each month, each quarter, each year. And so it's good to track your stats for that reason. And this just makes it so easy and I think I might start doing the stats reports <laughs> for my clients again. <laughs> uh, I because I right? definitely stopped real fast when I had to
1: <laughs> calculate had everything. to do all that is too hard. Yeah.
0: So really quickly before we wrap up, there is another acquisition that just happened with a platform called Glow. So Libsyn just acquired Glow. Do you mind explaining really briefly what that is and why the listeners for this show, who are people who are podcasting as part of their business, they want it to be a revenue generating item, why they should be excited about this?
1: Oh my goodness. So Glow.fm is essentially a platform that gives you the tools to be able to monetize via membership or Mm -hmm. premium content that is audio centric. So before we get to expand on anything else, it's based on private RSS feeds, which means it would be like a private podcast, and it supports just audio. Those are some of the parameters around it. And you can either do it as a standalone thing, which means that maybe you, for your show, you decide you want to have a premium feed of this specific show, and folks can pay whatever they would like or whatever you set. Okay. You know what? There are two ways to do that too. You can you can actually have like pay what you can kind of a model as well, but you can set up something like for $10 a month and you can set it for monthly or annually. It's so easy to create. It's crazy the way that they set it up in about 10 minutes. It's already set up for you and payments are processed there Everything is there for you. Everybody gets like a private RSS feed token. And here's the kicker. You can actually consume the podcast in your podcast app of choice. So you don't have to go somewhere else to get it. You get essentially, they send you a text message and then you choose where to open the RSS feed, wherever it is that you want it to go, which is phenomenal, right? Right. Because most of us are so ingrained in the way that we consume content, which is fantastic. But here's where it becomes really awesome. You don't have to host on Libsyn. You can host wherever you host your podcast, which is great. You could still use glow.fm. You do have to have somewhere you're putting those files, right? That's part of it. There's a generated RSS feed that is synced and then hidden so that... Uh, you can get the Glow private RSS feed and they do all the transactions and stuff, which is fantastic. So that's really good. Now, there's a lot of us that have things like, you know, She Podcast has a She Podcast super squad. And when we do that, we don't really have audio specific bonus content. We have, you know, Zoom calls, we have coaching Mm -hmm. calls, we have courses, we have all of the things, which it would seem that Glow doesn't really support. And that was a question that I had. But what's so neat is that you can use Glow for feed only, which means that, and it integrates with almost every platform via Zapier. Okay. And that means that if you have an established thing on Kajabi or Teachable or... Memberful or MemberPress or whatever, as long as they have a Zapier support integration, it can be integrated with Glow so that you can now bring that extra functionality to your existing whatever it is. You continue to process your payments as you do. And now you can have this special, whatever that might be via RSS feed, whether it's a standalone course, like the one that you were just mentioning, Mm -hmm. which could be a finished product, right? right? It, it has the thing, or it can be an ongoing content that folks are putting out there that is again constantly being updated. It can be both of those things, and then there is a fee per. I believe it's per subscription per month, per subscriber per month, right? Where you are charged for that, and that's how you pay, if you will, right? Gotcha. That's how you as the
0: you as the person who has the account pays for the service.
1: Yes, absolutely. So instead of signing up, and obviously because the Glow platform will take a percentage. That is one thing I did not ask and I did not write anywhere. I don't know what that percentage is, meaning okay. like whatever the, you know, the fees. Right.
0: You, char- you charge the person $10 and then Glow is going to take some of that. And that's what some we Some of
1: that percentage, obviously, to pay for the functionality. But if you're not processing payments, then that's where that comes in. And it, gotcha. it obviously, if you're, you know, charging 17 20 $50 a month for whatever for our subscriber or something, it's a nominal fee. It's nothing like that. It's not like it's, you know, $3. 50% or something. Yeah, yeah. it's nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. And so in that respect, you're able to use that functionality. But the key here is that that's what's going to be built into Libsyn 5, an easier way for that integration, where it's going to be a little bit more on the turnkey side, once that is expanded out for Libsyn folks. But anybody can use it. So that is is coming. And again, there's no date on that kind of right. stuff, but it's now we're trying to figure out like, what will that pricing be? When should we offer that? Right. What, like, what accounts will get that extra bonus glow access to be able to create that private RSS seed if you want to? And as of now, Libsyn does have some of that functionality. And as you know, when you get to the $20 a month account, or more, you get access, not access right away, but you can have an app for your show if you would like. You can do a my, my Lipsin subscription, which is another type of membership model that there is. The advanced stats are available there. Right. You know, so there are some extra things that you get at a specific account level. And it feels like it's going to be something along those lines.
0: Okay. Well, that's really good to know. I mean, yeah, this glow acquisition was just at least publicly announced like the week we are recording this in mid April. So yeah, I definitely imagine it's going to take some time, but it's nice to know that it could, or is at least planning to be potentially integrated with your existing Libsyn account. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, as you listening to this, like, you know, you've got an account for your website, an account for your email list, you, you know, an account to schedule your social media posts where you also have other accounts for all the social media accounts. So like, Having so many different places to go to just do some simple things like is so frustrating. So anytime you can consolidate these tools, so rather than using a third-party hosting service for a private podcast feed, maybe you can build it into Libsyn with Glow. So this mm-hmm. is really exciting, I think, that this is coming and... I really appreciate you coming on the show, Elsie. We've run a little bit long, but really, really quickly, I just want you to do a a quick overview of the She Podcast Super Squad that you just mentioned. So I mentioned the She Podcast Facebook group and podcast on this show constantly. Like it's come up, I can't even tell you how many times, but let's have you kind of uh, let the listeners know what the Super Squad is all about.
1: Yes. So the super squad is essentially our, what we offer our premium folks or folks that want a little bit of extra stuff. What we found is that, you know, the She Podcast group is so huge and it's just so full of people and questions and all the stuff that there was a time when our Jess and my bandwidth was a lot more open. And now we have to focus on so many other things that we simply can't be there enough. And we decided like, what in what way can we be there and share our expertise with the community in a way that feels that it's meaningful. And the She Podcast Super Squad offers that. So Jess and I are there every week. We do a a live Q&A and she'll take a week and then I'll take a week and we'll just go dive deep into whatever questions you have. Today, I did a whole thing on memberships, of course, because of the Glow acquisition. (laughs) But I went down through every single service out there, when you should use it, when you should not, the things you need to think about, like just on the fly, because that was a question that came in. We do that. We also partnered with Tracy, who does produce her podcast, and she does coaching in there every week as well. So there's like ongoing coaching, ongoing Q&As that are live. We also have a crap ton (laughs) of Courses in there that are like nonstop, like every question that you have ever had about podcasting. Right. There's probably a course in there, and there's possibly like a sheet, like a one. Right. People are like, What's the contract? Do you have a contract template? It's in there. <laughs> what are the things you need to know if you have an advertiser? It's right here. How do you, right. do you... all of the things are in there. How do I start my show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of the things, every yep. one of them. But given that, that's a super squad and it is a monthly thing if you want to do it from month to month or you can buy a year to have access to that. And I think... I don't know, but I think we're going to be incorporating glow into the mix as well to the benefit of those that are already joining, which means that you'll be able to access a lot of the content that we have, like the Q and A's via right. podcast. So you don't really have to be going into the website if you happen to miss it, yeah. to go into the website to get that content. It'll be just be your special private Q and A that you get every week delivered to your podcast app of choice and you still get the goodness. And I feel to me, I'd be paying for that all the time because I'm one of those people that if I could consume everything as a podcast, I'm in love (laughs) with you forever. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: Absolutely. And where can people
0: find that and and check it out and
1: learn more? I believe it is at ShePodcast.com slash squad. I think that that's what it is. If that's not what it is, then I will send you the link. But I think it is ShePodcast.com slash squad.
0: Perfect. Well, we will definitely make sure we get the the accurate link if that's not it and have it in the show notes. So, Elsie, thank you so, so much for Mm -hmm. coming on this show and for sharing all of this knowledge and wisdom. I am so honored to just kind of be in your sphere. You're like a guru in my mind when it comes to podcasting. You're amazing. You're such a champion for taking the industry in the direction it needs to go. Representing voices that are underrepresented, just everything you do is fantastic. So, thank you so much.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. I love <laughs> you so much. <laughs> thank you.
0: Okay, and that wraps up my conversation with Elsie. I hope that you found it really informative. I hope it has you excited for this new Lives in Five platform. I hope it has you excited for glow.fm and the potential there. And if you are excited, about the idea of having a private podcast feed, especially as it correlates to, I don't know, let's say maybe an online course. (laughs) I definitely want you to come back next week where I am interviewing Lindsay Padilla from Hello Audio. Hello Audio is a private podcast feed platform as well. So come back, check that out. You can learn more about it. And you might also want to tune into the episode the week after that and check out my social media for some really special, fun announcements at the end of this month. All right. That's going to wrap it up here. I hope to see you back here next week for my conversation with Lindsay. Let me know how you're liking in 5 and let me know if this idea of a private podcast feed is intriguing to you. All right. Thanks so much and have a fantastic week. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the work with me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcasts that you create and put out into the world.